Hey, Take 3 listeners, it is Jordan here, and I first wanted to say that we here at Take 3 know that there are other podcasts you could be listening to during this period of isolation, but we do thank you for choosing ours. I'm sure that you are well aware of the state of the world at the moment, and there's a lot of what-ifs and unknowns and how do I know what to trust happening right now. And I wanted to offer just a bit of relief before we start this episode. I am an avid listener of the podcast called This Week in Virology, or TWIV for short. Uh, And if you're looking for a trustworthy source, TWIV releases weekly episodes covering updates with COVID-19. They pride themselves on putting data first and sort of dismantling conspiracy theories if they aren't backed up. And they have a batch of experts from the field every week to deliver current events. Now, the podcast usually focuses on discussing like current events with epidemiology and virology, but over the last few weeks, they've solely covered the coronavirus. I trust them to provide the facts and recommendations on how to navigate this difficult time, and you should definitely uh, give them a listen, and you should tell them we sent you. Again, they are This Week in Virology. Pretty sure they're on all major podcast apps, uh, but they're also online at at microbe.tv slash twiv. Again, that's microbe.tv slash T-W-I-V. Hope that helps. And now I'll stop talking so you guys can listen to the episode. Thanks for your support, guys. Welcome to Take Three, a TV show podcast. <laughs> just just this once. Yeah. Until, until further notice. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever do this again, but a little change of pace. Here's what we try to do. So everybody's stuck at home. What we were thinking was we would do a streaming episode. We would suggest five streaming movies that you guys should watch if you, you know, maybe haven't heard of them or just need something to watch. And then five streaming shows. But was it yesterday or the day before that I texted you and was just like, I can't think of a single streaming movie and I have a lot of streaming services that I would recommend and not not a movie that yeah we're talking strictly like streaming service produced yeah like Netflix movies. originals and Amazon right, like yeah. productions and I'm just like oh man there were maybe one or two that I would suggest but certainly not five which is what we were aiming for <laughs> like Gerald's game I was like oh that's a Netflix original and I, I would totally suggest that but then Marriage Story and The Irishman. I wouldn't even recommend The Irishman. Well, yeah, you're right. But you don't need me to suggest those. You know what I mean? People know what those things are. I don't know. So we're just doing TV. They're going to be our top five favorite that we've seen. And then we're going to do another top five that we want to watch. There were a lot that I wanted to put on my list that I realized that I haven't even finished this show. Let's make another list. (laughs) So perfect. And then at the end of this episode, we are going to talk about uh, the new movies that we watched. And these are in no particular order except for the last one, the, like my number one favorite, uh, which I, I'm sure you already know what that is. Um, but number five is Fleabag, which is on Amazon Prime. Yes. And it is so good. It's a limited series. It's only two seasons, which is kind of sad. But what is there is absolutely amazing. It's hysterical, really unique in how it's told. Uh, It breaks the wall a lot in this really genius way. I love uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. It's her name, right? Yeah. And by wall, it means the fourth wall. What did I say? She talks to the camera. You just said the wall, but that's totally fine. I just want to make sure that people know what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She talks to the camera. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
it's just it's hysterical and uh olivia coleman's in it who's yeah. amazing very it's, highly recommend it's like raunchy and like yeah. really inappropriate <laughs> but just in this like charming way and, but it's also it's it's got some very serious elements to it yeah. there are a lot of twists in this show oh my god um, yeah that you really i didn't see coming me um, either so yeah check it out check it out um number four is russian doll <laughs> russian doll is very interesting it's i would say it's sort of like a sci-fi drama i guess uh, it's also very funny it stars oh i don't even know her name natasha leone natasha leone she was from uh i know her from orange is a new black she's great in it and that's on uh netflix i don't know if i said that or not but that is a netflix streaming show cool uh, next on this list is Pen15. You and I have watched this. Yeah. I'm actually not sure if it's been renewed. Do you know if it's been renewed for a second season? I don't know. I guess I should have looked this up, but uh, right now it's only one season. The basic premise is these two, I would say late 20, early 30-year-olds yeah. are playing like middle schoolers amongst middle school actors. Yes. And it sounds so crazy, but it is so goddamn funny. It is so hysterical. The way these two are able to capture the mannerisms of a of a middle schooler. And I think it's set like back in the 90s, back when like I was a middle schooler. Yeah, it'll definitely hit a certain demographic of people who yeah. were that age when mm-hmm. they're that age in yep. that time period, I guess. Specifically females. Cause I think oh, it's, yeah. it's very much about like them, you know, coming of age and um, exploring relationships and their sexuality and, um, you know, <laughs> drinking and that kind of thing. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Number two on my list is dead to me. And I know that you've seen this. Yeah. Amazing cast. Um, now I don't even know. It's not Christina Applegate. Is it Christina Applegate? Didn't we watch this together? I think so. Yeah. But what what are the two Chris, the two female leads? Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Love them both. They do a great job in this. Every episode in this show felt it was like a twist. It was like yeah. something that I never saw coming. The end of every episode was literally a twist in the plot somehow. Christina Applegate recently lost her husband and she's sort of navigating this world of um, grief. Uh, and, you know, she meets some friends along the way. Single and motherhood. Cardellini. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned, but Pen15 is on Hulu. Dead to Me is on Netflix. And then my number one, uh, I know you know, and I'm sure the listeners probably know this as well. There's a show on Netflix. It is called The OA. <laughs> it is legitimately life-changing. It, it is so well done. So beautiful, so well cast, and you will get so connected with every single one of these characters that you will want to riot when you find out that on the last episode of season two, Netflix canceled it. It is something that I, I literally literally texted you today. Maybe it was because I was looking up these shows uh, last night. <laughs> it's, uh, I had a dream this morning that it got renewed, and then I woke up super, super bummed fight this fight with us <laughs> go watch oa go get invested and then yell at netflix tell them to pick it back up um yeah stranger things have happened you know like what i just mean like uh people have gotten shows renewed before by showing that there is a fan base and that there is fan response it's a little strange i will say it's there are some elements of it that seem a little bit strange but i beg you to stick with a lot it strange <laughs> 
especially in season two. Season one, I think, is pretty manageable and pretty, pretty goddamn amazing. Uh, season two, I think, is equally as awesome. It's a little bit different, uh, but there are some elements that are a little bit strange, but stick with it. It's it's so, so cool. At the base of this, there's this woman who kind of goes missing for a while, and she goes missing blind, and she is found back home along with her sight. Like she she finally meets up with her parents again and she can see. And it sort of, it sort of tells that story of how she regained her sight. That's the core story. But then there's also this like shell that that story is wrapped in and, and it focuses around these young boys for one reason or another. Their lives are kind of in shambles and they are brought together through hearing the core story being told by this woman. The connections that they form by the end of it, it had both of us in tears. It has both of us in tears anytime we watch it. So yeah. And it's one of those things where like I appreciate this show so much that I like I can't even bring myself to watch it anymore just because it is it makes me so upset that it's the story is for now kind of stalled, I guess. Yeah. Um Phyllis from the office is in it. She's incredible. Uh, Jason Isaacs is in it. Uh, the season finales of both seasons are so mind blowing and so amazing, especially the second season. And that is why I just, I cannot believe that they halted it at such a, an incredible plot twist that I have never seen or have even thought of. Like I would never have even thought that this could have existed in any cinematic universe ever. Yeah. And they did it. And it is, it's so mind blowing. And I could talk about this for hours but I won't bore you anymore. Just go watch it. It's the OA. It's on Netflix. Join the cause. <laughs> to recap, uh, my my shows were Fleabag, which is on Amazon Prime, Russian Doll, which is on Netflix, Pen15 on Hulu, Dead to Me on Netflix, the OA on Netflix. And that is my list. How about yours? Those are all good, very good choices. But I will start with Don't Fuck With Cats, which is a docu-series <laughs> on Netflix. Don't Fuck With Cats is a three-part docuseries. I think they're about like an hour-ish long a piece. So it almost could be like a movie, to be honest with you. But it is divided into parts, so it technically counts. <laughs> All I will say is that it focuses on a group of cyber vigilantes, people who <laughs> get pleasure out of doing detective work online. They built a sort of community out of it. And they just so happen to stumble upon one of the most calculated, diabolical, heinous crime sprees ever committed. There is a reason it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, <laughs> apparently that is, it, it's spoken very early on in the show, that there is a rule on the dark web. You know, anything is allowed, but you do not fuck with cats. And someone did. It is genius and hard to watch. So trigger warning for anyone out there, there is some references to animal abuse in yeah. this, like some pretty horrific stuff. Um, so if that's something you're sensitive about, maybe stay away from this. However, the they're good at censoring things. You you understand fully what's happening, but they don't, you know, they don't show anything terrible. Yeah, it does have lighthearted moments, but like overwhelmingly sad and scary and alarming and yeah. You, you like the individuals that they're interviewing, so you start to worry about their well-being, and it's just very, very, very good. For people who are interested in true crime, that's that's one to, to watch. Oh, yeah. It, it is my favorite docuseries I've ever seen. It is 
Like if you would just count it as a documentary, it's my favorite documentary I've ever seen. And I've worked on documentaries, several, (laughs) and it's still my favorite. So the next one is a new find. Because of several people's recommendations, I downloaded the DC streaming service for the seven-day free trial and binged. It's only like 13, 20-something minute episodes, but I binged the Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So I remember watching like cartoons when I was younger and, you know, it was cool. I was into it, you know, even I would say probably into my teens. I was like, this is fun. I love, always love superheroes and everything. Well, this is a, uh, definitely a more adult take, you know, there it's very raunchy. They cuss, they are very irreverent. (laughs) It's, it's funny. It balances irreverence and reverence to the source material. Let me say, for example, okay, Bane, who is the villain in Dark Knight Rises for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Bane is is an iconic villain and he's just a complete idiot in this show. And it's funny, they like they they're mean to him. The best way I can explain it is that the way that we've kind of seen Harley portrayed in the movies where she has gotten some independence from the Joker. That seems to be the narrative now is that, you know, Harley is stepping out like in Birds of Prey. She's stepping out on her own. That's Emancipate. that's what this is too. But it's a, a very different take in that she wants to become the ultimate bad guy. She kind of forms a little team of bad guys and it's really, really clever. Her best friend in the show is Poison Ivy. You've got me interested. So how is it like one season and that's it? Like, so how it's is in its second season now, but it airs week to week. Unfortunately, DC is stupid and they don't just drop everything and binge it. I want everything bingeable uh, <laughs> and it's not. Speaking of superheroes, my third one is called The Boys. That's on Amazon Prime. It is another take on superheroes. It is based on a comic book. Basically, the idea is that if superheroes existed in the real world, there would be some sort of PR firm that would handle all of their bookings and gigs and and their PR. And um, what would that do to their ability to do the job? And then how would that basically corrupt an individual or right. you know well how would superhero dumb corrupt an individual how would being a god corrupt an individual and then there's the boys are these people who have been wronged by this group of like justice league kind of people called the seven and the mm-hmm. boys are people who uh they're they're actually the main characters of the show that are actively working against them mm-hmm. Honestly, the boys aren't even my favorite characters. I think some of the seven are. Really? There's one particular seven character that who is the best. It's a female who um, is like their newest member. She's the best character in my opinion. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Um, and this one has a lot of like real life issues. Like it explores like abuse of power and um, you know misogyny, sexual assault. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's clever. It's sort of. I don't want to say it's a parody of like superhero content um but it is very much a satire yeah I guess. definitely it's very satirical they yeah. they take the archetypes of your superman your batman your wonder woman your aquaman, aquaman they mesh that with real life issues and and again what being at the top would do to someone what yeah what yeah. unlimited power would mean for someone. And I don't just mean like physical superpowers. I mean, 
the uh, like essentially being able to get away with doing anything. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one is called Slasher. And now Slasher didn't originate online, but it now does air exclusively on Netflix, I believe. If at least in America, it was a Canadian show. I don't know. And I don't think any of you care. <laughs> Slasher is a show on Netflix. It is an anthology story a la American Horror Story. Each season is about a different slasher. So there's there's one that takes place in the snow. Uh, that's actually my favorite season. And it's it's not like the greatest acted show. There's three seasons so far. It's not like the greatest acted show. They, they could probably get some better actors, and they're not all very well known. But if you just like there being a, a killer, and it's kind of like a murder mystery as to who the killer is, and, um, you know, it's not... It's not poorly acted. Um, they're just they're just some people that maybe aren't as talented as others. <laughs> and my first pick uh, is a show that means probably as much to me as the OA means to you. It is Black Mirror, and Black Mirror has worked its way into the public consciousness because it wins Emmys every year. There are you know a ton of very popular episodes, um, but. I am surprised how many people don't know about it. So I just want to say it is another anthology show, but it's not season to season. It's episode to episode. Uh, It did originate on Channel 4 in England. But then in the third season, Netflix bought and commissioned six episodes. It it had been three episodes and three episodes, and then they did a Christmas special like they do in, in England. And then Netflix commissioned... Um, a six-episode third season, a six-episode fourth season, and then they made a, a a viewer interactive movie. Basically, I don't know if anyone's heard of Bandersnatch, but that that is also a Netflix thing that you can watch. It's a movie, and you, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. Mm-hmm. You can play along with it. It's, it's yeah. a very clever concept. It's very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not my favorite th- episode. It's not my favorite entry in the in the black mirror series or anything like that, but it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then they had, because they spent so much time on that, they have a three episode fifth season. And so we have five seasons of content. It's all on Netflix. And, uh, each episode is a different story that takes technology and comments on the dangers of it. And, um, tells like a bleak sort of futuristic story. Uh, I think it's almost all always futuristic. I guess maybe some might be modern day, um, but they're, they're almost every single one of them uh, tells warns about the dangers of technology or the way we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And some of them end positively, some of them end very negatively. I was just watching an episode called shut up and dance the other <laughs> night. That is like, a horrifying episode. I absolutely love this show. I think it's great. And I know if you are an avid listener of Take Three, you probably know how dumbfounded I am sometimes when um, Nick is able to just like spout off information about the episodes that we do. Um, like he's a an encyclopedia. Uh, he's able to do the same thing with, with this series. I'm sure you've watched it a million times. I was yeah. going to say not all of them are sort of dark themed. There are a lot of positive ones. And I also want to say that um, don't watch the first episode and base the entire show on season one, episode one. 
it's not the best and it's not going to hook you into the rest of the show. There's really not a lot connecting each episode to another. So you can kind of skip around and I suggest oh, yeah. you do so. There's some really, really good ones. Um, yeah, they're not all gold, but a lot of them are really, really good. Um, San Junipero is my favorite. If you're going to start with one, I would say start with that one. Okay, so two things. One, I started with San Junipero, and I wish I hadn't because San Junipero breaks the mold. So I think you should establish oh, the mold and then yeah. let San Junipero break it. Mm-hmm. As far as watching them out of order, Charlie Brooker, who sort of writes all of them, and he's the co-showrunner, has said that it does not really matter where you start. It's just start with, with with whichever one you want to. The first episode, the one he is talking about, involves uh, basically. So I'm. It's not a spoiler. It's pitched to you very early on in the mm-hmm. episode. Uh, a princess is is kidnapped, and uh, a terrorist that kidnaps her basically sends the prime minister a video telling them that he's going to have to have sex with a live pig on television. That is a very different kind of story than is told frequently throughout the rest of the series that you really can go out of order remember this the sixth episode of season four <laughs> the last episode of season four you should watch last but everything else i would say uh you are well you are fine to skip around it's a very very clever smart show not every single one is like a huge winner but there are enough in there that i think are mind-blowing, like mind fucks, devastating, uh, captivating, smart, clever, feel good, feel bad, make you think kind of episodes that you you will find ones that you like. I agree. What is the last episode of season four called? It's called Black Museum. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've seen them all. Um, and I, I agree with everything you just said. There are some some are not the best, but there's enough to to really hook you. Um, yeah, and they're very clever idea. And the casts they they've recently now that it's on Netflix and it's become more popular, they've been able to grab some really, um, like, yeah. more popular celebrities. Miley Cyrus was just in the last season. Um, and people people hate the episode that Miley Cyrus is in. I really liked it, but it was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, but who am I thinking? Who did Nosedive? What what is her name? Um, Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. How could I forget her name? She's incredible. Yeah, and she she did a great job in that one as well. Um, yeah, Nosedive is in season three. That's like probably the one I've seen the most. It's not my favorite, but it's the one I've seen the most because I just love the journey that she goes on. It's just a really good show. Sorry. Do you do you have tell your favorite is White Bear? White Bear. True? Yeah, that's in season yeah. two. That's one of the more fucked up ones. But, I'm trying um, to think of my favorite. I'm sure I've told you it's. You said San Junipero was. I'm trying to think of the other episodes. I really love San Junipero. That one has won at least one Emmy. I know that. Yeah, it, it won Best Writing. Uh, I think it won Best Miniseries or Made for TV Movie as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they've they've won every single year since they have come to America. Um, since season three, they've won an Emmy, at least one Emmy. All in all, great show. Sorry for taking so long. Oh, that's that was your your last one. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Now, this next list is uh, ones that I've either seen some of and haven't finished, or I just it's on my list to watch and I just haven't gotten around to it. So these are also not really in any particular order. Um, the first one is Mindhunter. I've heard a lot of great things about this show. 
Uh, my parents love it. My siblings love it. Uh, and I actually, at one point back when I lived with my parents, sat down when they were in the middle of one episode and tried to, you know, get my feelers out and see how I felt about it. And of course, they were midway through a season and an episode, so not a lot of it made sense, but it seemed like it was very dialogue heavy. It didn't seem like it was a show that you can really have on in the background and still enjoy. It, it seems like something you kind of really have to pay attention to. So I think that's why I've not gotten around to it yet, uh, but I really want to just because I've heard really, really amazing things about it. But basically, it's about a certain group of the FBI. It's the Behavioral Science Unit, and they I think they interview... I'm not going to say real life serial killers, but they they have characters that are based on real life serial killers. Yeah, that's uh, that's one that I really want to get to. My next one is Castle Rock. This is one I haven't gotten to because I, I want to read more Stephen King material before I start this. Uh, I'm not going to get through his whole bibliography before getting to this show, but I at least want to watch more uh, or read more. It is entirely a Stephen King universe show, and I think that is so fucking cool. I think it's about time that this has happened. They're in their second season. I don't recall if they've picked up for a third or not. I don't really know. Um, but it is an anthology series like um, like Slasher and American Horror Story, where each season is sort of like a different story. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in it, and I do want to get to it at some point. I believe that's on Hulu, and Mindhunter is on Netflix. Next on this list is Shrill. Shrill is a show I want to say written by and stars uh, A.D. Bryant from Saturday Night Live. And I know it has a lot to do with like body positivity and I hear it's very funny. I love A.D. Bryant. I think she's hysterical. Uh, so that's sort of the draw to that one. I want to say that that's a shorter series as well. Uh, so I feel like I would be able to knock that out pretty easily. But I also want to, you know, support shows like that. So I'm hoping to get to that one soon. And I want to say that's on Hulu as well. Uh, the next one is Ozark. Now, I've watched the first season of Ozark and loved it. I think the ending was insane. I still haven't watched the second one yet. I really, really need to, though, because the first season was incredible. Jason Bateman's in it alongside uh, Laura Linney. They both have fabulous performances in this. I didn't want to give too much away, but you're welcome to if you think that you can explain it. It's basically about a family man who also kind of moonlights as a money launderer. And uh, he has he gets in a bad way with people who are worse criminals than he is. And the people that he's working with, it's not necessarily his fault, but the way he gets out of it is by telling that this, this guy that he can fix this situation and launder this money because he's going to take his family to the Ozarks. And I think that that is in, is it in Oregon or Utah or something? It's over on the the West Coast um, or over somewhere in middle. I don't know. I don't know where the Ozarks are, but people who probably live there do. Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Wow. Mm. I was way off. <laughs> Jason Bateman always plays Jason Bateman, but you completely believe that he would be able to get himself out of a situation like this. And it's just him trying to solve this problem that people that he was working with got him into. I meant to say this back when we were describing um, the the boys, which is the superhero one on Amazon Prime. Um, as I'm sure all of you know, I'm not one to reach for like an action-y superhero movie. I really liked the boys. And I feel like if you were to tell me that it was this guy running from, you know, this mafia, I probably wouldn't be interested in it. 
but it is so much more than that. It is so like the way he has to navigate this issue while also trying to maintain his family and keep them safe. And like it's all of the dynamics surrounding this and how he's able to get out of these dangerous situations that he's in and the people he meets along the way uh, is nothing short of amazing and brilliant. And it will keep you hooked the whole time. So even if like what we're saying isn't really vibing with you i would still check this out i do want to bring up julia garner she plays ruth in the show she's like the the curly haired blonde she won an emmy for this and she absolutely deserves it it's just it's a really really awesome show it is so much more than just this like guy running from you know dangerous gangsters but uh um well, we think it is. I mean, we we, we yeah. really liked the first season. I mean, it could have gone to shit, but <laughs> if it got renewed for a third season, I can only assume that the second one was, you know, successful. So, um, so yes, that is number four, and my last one. I've actually seen a couple episodes of this, but I've not finished it yet. Uh, it is Devs, which is on Hulu, and this is a show about it's kind of hard to explain because it's still kind of setting everything up right now. Uh, it's it's not very clear about what direction this show is going. But it's basically about uh, computer programmers. That's uh, this elite group of computer programmers. One of them mysteriously kind of disappears and his girlfriend is trying to figure out what happened to him. And it is created by the director of my favorite movie, which is Annihilation. And that's sort of why I wanted to pick it up. It's a little bit slow, but it is sort of, it's very science fiction-y. There's a lot of elements in this that are kind of confusing right now and aren't really clear, but they're also very, very fascinating at the same time. I am very eager to finish it. I want to see, I want to see what else he can do. So, all right, you're up. What's your, uh, what is your to be watched list? So I will start with one that I've watched the first season of, but it has two seasons and I will continue to watch it because I really liked it. It is also on the DC streaming service. It's Titans. I really liked the cartoon that was on Cartoon Network when I was younger. And then they took that and they turned it into Teen Titans Go, which was like a babyfied version of it, which is absolute shit. I hated that. Like I can't, you know, if you liked the original show, then you I can't imagine you liking the really immature, stupid version. Um, but I think that maybe the idea was they knew that this more adult show was coming out. Unfortunately, I think that the Teen Titans Go show is too child-centric. And I think that Titans might be a little bit too adult for some people. It's kind of polarized now, but being an adult, I really, really, really <laughs> like Titans. It's uh, way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really stupid. Uh, it has much better production value than I thought, much better acting, and I actually give a damn about the characters. I didn't even know that that existed. How how new is this? Oh, it's in its, it's about, its third season comes out like in the fall. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Well, my next one is Doom Patrol, which is a spinoff of titans oh is it okay yeah the fifth episode of i think it's the fifth the fourth or the fifth episode of titans is called doom patrol and you meet those characters like you meet brendan fraser and that's essentially about this at least the way they set it up in titans i don't know exactly like full-on exactly what the show is about but it's uh this doctor who 
collects these people with these they they do have abilities but they're not as convenient like there's this <laughs> one woman whose molecular structure just completely falls apart sometimes so sometimes she's just this big um blob like blob yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes she's just like this very like dainty very put together beautiful woman mm-hmm. um there's a guy who's a robot. There's a guy who's wrapped in complete bandages. I don't know what his deal is yet, but like I don't really know anything. Like I know I I knew about the Titans characters. I don't really know anything about these these Doom Patrol characters. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about that group of people. And um, if it's any if it's even a little bit as good as Titans is, I will probably be hooked on that too. And I know Alan Tudyk plays the villain. And I am here for anything Alan Tudyk does. So I really, I did not know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. And I'm moving from a streaming service whose free trial will expire in two days for me <laughs> to a streaming service that I don't even have. The next three shows are Quibi shows. Oh wow. Okay. I didn't even yeah. think to go that route. That was that was clever. Uh, thank you. Um, the first one is called Most Dangerous Game, and it has uh, Liam Hemsworth. And what I'm gathering from the trailer is that he, I guess, is hard up for money. And uh, he comes across Christoph Waltz, who basically says, um, if you play this game and are willing to be hunted for 24 hours, I think it's 24 hours, maybe it's longer. But if you're willing to be hunted for a certain amount of time, if you actually make it, you'll win this money. So I thought that was like really clever. I think it's actually based on a movie, but I've never seen it. Before so we really know. get too deep into your last couple, can we? Can you explain kind of what is it? Quibi or Quibi? Quibi, Q U I B I. So it's basically this streaming service that um, costs way too much, but uh, <laughs> for the content so far. But we'll see how if it if it goes down or whatever. Uh, I think they are offering a free trial. It's more than Disney Plus. What is and. Uh, it does not have near the amount of content because the content is, uh, as a rule, I think it's 10 minutes or less. So every episode has to be less than 10 minutes long. Wow. So they're a little bite-sized pieces. And unfortunately, um, this streaming service that is built around the idea that everybody's on the go and only has time to watch things on their phone in bite-sized increments came out during a pandemic where a lot of people are home stuck with nothing to do. <laughs> so, and it's not necessarily bingeable in a sense that I think a couple, at least a couple of shows that I've looked into come out day to day. Oh, so wow. Okay. It's like 10 minutes a day. See, that kind of sounds intriguing. I know, um, Titus Burgess, 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 Titus from Unbreakable Commissioner. He hosts a show apparently that blindfolds people it's like a game show blindfolds people blows up food in front of them and then they have to try and figure out by tasting it what food they just exploded in front of them so like the content ranges quite a bit in this app i've only seen advertisements for it um but there's willem has a show yeah there's a lot of velour has a show these are drag drag queens queens, Um, yeah and there's actually a lot of like you mentioned, uh, uh, Liam Hemsworth is is doing stuff on this. There's a lot of A-list celebrities that are doing stuff on this. So uh, I'm intrigued at the very least. I kind of want to give it a try, but um, 
We'll see. We'll see. What are your other shows on there then? So my next one is a show with Sophie Turner. And uh, all I really know about it is that she gets in a plane crash and uh, lands out in the snow. And um, the show is called Survive. And I guess she's just trying to survive. I think she's with someone else, but I can't remember exactly who. But I am I am looking forward to like if I do get Quibi, that will be definitely one that I I look into because I really love Sophie Turner. That's Sansa's start. Like I mean the the business model for this is kind of genius. You hire this actor for ten minute shots and charge someone eight bucks for for it like each month. I don't know. That seems like, yeah, it's uh, the, the issue is like, are you going to be able to get people to, to pay that much money for something that just in its nature seems like very little content. The reason I compared it to Disney plus is because Disney plus had this came with this whole library of content and it was six ninety nine a month. You know what I mean? Whereas I think this is even more expensive. I could be wrong, but I think it is even more expensive and it's like, Everything that opened, or everything that launched day one, that's all you get, you know? So I might wait a little while, at least till some of these shows complete their runs, just to see, like, if the content is there. The last one is called The Stranger, and it has Dane DeHaan in it. And um, he's from, like, Chronicle. He was in The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, basically, he calls an Uber driver and or some sort of, you know... Uh, ride service driver. I don't know if they could use Uber, but um, he in the trailer, he's just like, I'm going to kill you unless you can like tell me a story or something like that. Basically, he threatens to kill her. And it's about this woman who w just picked up some random guy trying to evade this killer. And like, that's the one I checked. It only has four episodes available as of this recording. So huh. It's like, I don't want to get it right now because I want to watch all of them and I don't want to have the streaming service for a long time. Yeah. I might be riding the wave with this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all of mine. Honestly, you've convinced me to want, like, I, I want to download this app now. Like, is it something that, because I know from what I've heard, it's a very interesting app because you can, it's, you know, meant to be played on your phone and you can switch the orientation and it will always be full screen, which I thought was genius. Um, and but like, can you put it on your TV? Like if I wanted to, you know, put it on in the background while I work, is that something it's only on mobile? Is that what you're shaking your head? Right I now? said, I have no, I'm shaking oh. my head because I have no idea. Gotcha. I'll have to look into that then. Um, but yeah. And, and I think the benefit to all this is that at least unless something really drastic happens with these networks, these are not shows that are going to like come and go. Like, you know, there's always movies and shows that are, you know, going on and off streaming services, but these are all owned by, their streaming service so i mean again unless something big happens they're there to stay so hopefully if you're watching this like th or listening to this like three years from now th these shows will still be there so but yeah that was fun you've piqued my interest for a lot of things so thank you good i'm glad you too so i want to talk about the movies that we watched in between these quick takes so i have a couple because i forgot to bring up this segment the last time we did a quick take but um the first one I watched is The Bling Ring on Hulu. I've been wanting to watch this for a long time, if only to see uh, Emma Watson and her performance. I thought it was like such an interesting, weird role for her. I didn't like the movie at all. I think it was very slow. Uh, but basically, it's about these teens who live in Hollywood. And 
they basically go online and find out when specific celebrities are not going to be in their homes and then they go and rob them. It's based on a true story. And if you've ever seen, this is one of my favorite videos on the internet, but if you've ever seen the um, the video where it's that one little girl, she's on this couch with like some of her friends and she's trying to leave a voicemail for someone. And she's like, this is Alexis Nyers calling. And then like every time she starts her... Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and her mother mail. keeps interjecting. Her mom keeps interjecting. She's like, every time you say something, I have to start over. Yeah. Um, I love that video. Apparently she, that is Emma Watson's character. I didn't know that, but apparently like she, she was a part of the bling ring. I think they changed her name in the movie or something, but what the movie was not good. I did not like it. It was very, very boring and very repetitive. Thaisa Farmiga's in it as well. I think she's really the only other big name. No, who is in, who's the blonde in, um, this is 40. What is her name? She's next to Paul Rudd. Um, Leslie Mann. Uh, yeah, yeah. They basically, yeah, they rob these houses and then like they, you know, get caught and it's really stupid. I, I didn't like it. Um, another one I watched is Her. I watched Her and I have mixed feelings and I know you've seen that movie. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the movie? Uh, I was really into it until there's a certain revelation made between him and her that I was just like, oh, I'm done. I it's really it broke my heart and I didn't like the way it ended. I want to proceed with spoilers. So I think if you have not seen her and you don't want to be spoiled, then fast forward a bit. But I want to talk about this. What was the revelation that that like she said like there was someone else or something? Yeah, yeah. So there's a point where it basically seems like she's sort of cheating on him. And I I went into this movie knowing what it was about. I knew it was about some guy who falls in love with uh like a, a a Siri or like a, a, an iOS system. And I think I was waiting for it to sort of show kind of like black mirror where it shows like the importance of human connection and how, if we were to go down this route, you know, moving forward technology wise, like how this could be dangerous in the beginning, this guy gets his heart broken. He's going through a divorce. And I was sort of like, waiting for him to to kind of because like he's sad the whole time he just lost you know the love of his life suddenly he meets scarlett johansson which is samantha his computer girlfriend and then she breaks up with him and it's sort of like just seeing this guy just keep constantly getting kicked down and kicked down and that's not what i was expecting it was completely not at all what i was walking into or thought i was walking into uh, I did like the cast. I didn't realize that Amy Adams and Chris Pratt were in this. I thought they were amazing. Amy Adams was, you know, obviously my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, it was strange. It was just, it, it really just wasn't what I expected. It was still fun. It was still enjoyable. But yeah, not not quite what I was expecting. I, I was into it up until that point. And at that point, I was just like, okay, well, what was this all for? Exactly. It just, it broke my heart. Yeah. Like I, it left me, it was kind of like, well, what is this all like this? It's, it's less about why we shouldn't have AI significant others and more about just this guy who just keeps getting his heart broken and can't seem to get a partner, even if it is uh, electronically generated. I don't know. It just, it seemed weird. The intentions there were strange anyway. Uh, and then I tried watching Onward, but my power kept going out yesterday. For some reason, they were working on the power lines yesterday and I think they fucked something up. And it kept shutting off, so I was like, I give up. I'll watch this next week. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you? Um, I watched Misery, which I hadn't seen in a long time, 
but I have seen before. Um, and it made me just want to watch it with you. It was just on Hulu and I got excited and I was like, Oh, it's random to see this movie. It's so good. I love Kathy Bates so much. <laughs> like, there's not an ounce of fat on that movie. It doesn't lag. You don't get bored, even though it's, it is just a guy stuck in this woman's house for a while. I apologize for asking this. Um, have you read the book? You have read the book, right? No, oh, you I haven't have not read, read misery. No. Have you read Dolores Claiborne? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Okay. That's probably what it was. Um, yeah. Well, good. I've not made, I've not read Misery, and I I would. I'm trying. I'm actually reading Revival right now. Oh, nice. How is that? You know, I'm. My mom told me that it was really good and it gets good. I'm not like super far into it. I'm like maybe a couple of chapters in. I'm not like bowled over, but um, I you know I like it. I'll, I'll finish it for sure. Good. And then as far as like one that I've never seen before. So this is this is stupid as hell. I don't recommend this movie. Uh, to anyone except people who could like maybe get drunk or high and hate watch something or, <laughs> or ridiculous watch something. Um, it's called Velocipastor. Oh my God. And it's a, <laughs> it's a pastor who's a velociraptor. He like is like a, he turn he can turn into a velociraptor. It's just unwatchable. I mean, it is so bad on every level. There are there are points in time where like special effects aren't are just not even attempted, and it just says the special effect. Like it just says car on fire when the car is uh, car is supposed to be on fire. So um, I I feel like you've sent me clips of this movie. Yeah. It's a movie, right? And I feel like yeah. So I had been I had been like looking at stuff from it for a while, but I finally like watched the whole thing, and I wish I had. I feel like. From what I could tell, it seemed like it was bad on purpose. Am I reading that wrong? I, I can't imagine how it couldn't be bad on purpose. Like someone had to know, you know, okay. people, I think that there is definitely a market for people to watch hilariously bad things. Like people enjoy that kind of thing. I don't like to waste my time, <laughs> but this is definitely the product of an injury and applying that to somebody who's already been you know, bedridden now stuck in his house completely <laughs> and nobody can come over or anything. So it's just like blink twice. If there's a woman in your house with a, a mallet and black between <laughs> your legs, <laughs> I, I, it's straight up boredom. I mean, this is uh, like the, the velociraptor is like so clearly like a, like a costume. I don't know. It, it's not even like bad CGI. It's just not CGI. Like it's just a costume. Is that one on Netflix or Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Yeah. But again, not recommending that. <laughs> it's really, really stupid. And and again, I mean, maybe like watch a trailer. That's enough. Like I was looking to see, you know, if there were other little bits that I would find funny. It's mostly just terrible. Good to know. <laughs> uh, have you had dinner? <laughs> I have not had dinner. Why do you ask? No, I have not had dinner either. We should end this and eat dinner. I agree.